0: Hello and welcome to K-Botak, a short podcast about Korean cinema and K-dramas with me, John. And this episode, we're going to be talking about The Call and Hard Hit. Today's theme is kind of about people who wish they hadn't answered the phone, which we'll get into as we go through the episode. Firstly, The Call, uh, which stars Park Shin-hye as Kim Seon and Chun Jung so as Oh Young Suk. This is a psychological thriller and kind of an old-school slasher with a great central conceit and a barnstorming antagonist that is a Netflix original, so you can watch this uh, now if you have Netflix. Soyeon, uh, who is the sort of sympathetic central character, goes to stay at her childhood home to visit her sick mother, from whom she is estranged. She promptly loses her phone and on the house phone at this uh, sort of rickety old place starts getting calls that she realises are from the past. Uh, And this is Suk, 20 years ago, uh, at the time around the same age, uh, very uh, disturbed uh, and very unhappy. She is being abused by her mother, um, who is... uh, quite a, a weird uh, figure who seems to believe in some very strange things and uh, jung and uh, Soo Yun start to form a bit of a friendship um, talking about what's happening and, and supporting each other um, Now, what would you do if you could find the past? This is kind of the question that the first part of this movie uh, puts to you Um Yun in the past... Uh, her father actually died in a fire, that um, is the reason for her estrangement from her mother. Um, she, uh, I think, blames the mother uh, for leaving the gas on. Um, and uh, because she can now communicate to the past, she manages to persuade Suk to go to the house on the day of the fire and stop it from happening and suddenly uh Su world is transformed around her and her father is back he walks through the door uh the mother is back with them because there's now no uh rancor within the family um and so her life becomes what she always wanted uh she has uh, she has both her parents around her um, meanwhile, she also helps jung Suk to not be killed in an exorcism by her mother because she has read uh, about this person and found out that she was killed years ago because of this. Um, so she saves her. So so far, it's all pretty nice. They help each other. They uh, help uh, each other and their family members to survive. Um, however, in the past, uh, Young Suk, a, a disturbed uh, kid basically starts to become a, a serial killer um, she uh, initially starts to kind of express herself a, a bit more and then uh, she turns to violence she begins to kill people and then she gets angry with Sooyun, um when Sooyeon is blowing off her calls to spend time with her reunited family this is obviously a bad idea if you make friends um, with uh, a, a crazy person in the past who knows where you live Um, don't piss them off is, uh, I think, my advice um, because they can just go and find you when you were tiny and vulnerable and uh, couldn't defend yourself. Um, So the consequences uh, for this uh, for Soon are severe. Let's leave it at that. The movie continues uh, to have plot developments, twists, uh, and a lot of stuff happening uh, in every way Um, I won't go into it uh, in any more detail. I think it's really watchable, really enjoyable and definitely recommend you check it out. The main point I want to get across with this film is that uh, Jun jong sos performance is the sun, the moon and the stars of this movie. It's a fun concept to start with and and it would be a a very workable film uh, just with that kind of phone up the past uh, idea. But with her as the villain, it makes this a must-watch. She actually won the Pek Sang Arts Award Best Actress Award for this um, because she's just such an amazing villain. She starts off vulnerable, uh, she's disarming, she's weird, she's quirky, there's these brilliant scenes... Um, where she's kind of she's free of this abusive mother, so she's going out and buying uh, you know all these outrageous clothes and walking around the, the streets and there's this cool soundtrack playing, um, and then her you know world takes a, a, a darker turn. Uh, she uh, is very mercurial and eventually she is genuinely scary. Um, she plays this character at various different ages and embodies them all uh, so incredibly well. Um, there's a lot of ageing down, uh, you know, particularly in Hollywood at the moment. They digitally de-age people. Um, with a little bit of makeup, they adapt uh, Chun jong so's look so that she can play herself, you know, later in life uh, in this. And it works brilliantly, the, the way that she can um, convey, you know, a much older, much more embittered version of herself compared to this, uh, you know, kind of weird, wide-eyed kid who then becomes a killer. Um, she's a I mean this uh actor she's not a large person by any means she's not physically you know what you might think of as imposing but the way she pursues people uh, can be actually terrifying just like the steel in her eyes um this is an actor who I think can really inhabit any character um one of the uh, the best actors out, out there at the moment as I said on the episode about burning that I did uh, a couple of months ago last year Really need to see Mona Lisa Blood Moon, which is uh, this uh, film that she's she's done recently. Um, so yeah, just uh, amazing. She puts it uh, really over the over the edge. Um, the film in general has a pretty dark, uh, turgid atmosphere. Um, I think it gets across the idea of the vulnerability of Suyun in the present uh, really well. Like she can't do anything; she's at the mercy of a person in the past. Uh, who she's uh, gotten on the wrong side of. Um, plot moves very fast. I think it's very entertaining, very fun. There are post credit scenes uh, to this movie that are controversial. Obviously, I'm not going to say what happens in them. Um, a lot of people say don't watch them because it ruins the whole movie. Um, I watched them because, I just compulsively, I, I felt like otherwise it would have been hanging over me if I hadn't seen the kind of the, the coda. Um they are pretty absurd, um, but just putting that out there, you know, um, you, you can turn off or, or not, it's really up to you. But uh, yeah, a bizarre inclusion. Um, I'm not sure why they exist. Um, but otherwise, I think the call is definitely a recommendation from me. Really, really good thriller. So, next up, Hard Hit. And uh, I was looking forward to seeing this. As of December 22nd, Twenty twenty one, it was the fifth highest grossing Korean film of the year. Um, June last year, it had am- amassed uh, 57,000 admissions, which was the best opening record among Korean films released in 2021 at, at the time. Um, it was a hit, a hard hit. Um, and, uh, well, it might be, because this is very good as well. Uh, so its Korean name is pal sin which basically means restricted call according to wikipedia. It's actually quite a similar uh, title to the other film I've talked about on this episode. It is a remake of Retribution which is a 2015 Spanish uh, thriller directed by someone called Danny de la Torre which was also remade in Germany as Steig nicht aus Um, and Liam Neeson is going to star in a Hollywood remake because obviously he will. but this version from what i can make out stays very close to the original plot line i haven't seen um, retribution but I had a little look at the kind of plot uh, summary on wikipedia um so you've got in this movie uh Cho jin as Yi xianggu um ee as Yi uh, hiein which is uh, xianggu's daughter uh, and uh, Ji Chang-wook as Jin-woo who is the person on the phone um, making the titular restricted call a bank manager is basically leaving his posh house in Busan and going to work with his kids in the car uh, his wife stays at home and he gets a call from a restricted number and is told there's a bomb under his seat that will go off if he gets up uh, this film is basically speed with a sore ass. Speedway, you have to sit down. Uh, Songku, the bank manager, now has to meet the demands of this menacing caller. Um, so he's initially sceptical, as, as he would be. Um, the mind kicks into self-defence uh, when confronted with crazy situations like this. Um, but he actually sees the device. He's able to look under the car seat. He then encounters his colleague, who is in the same bind uh has said he's got this call the colleague is terrified the wife doesn't believe a word and has an important day at work she needs to get out of the car and he won't let her um the wife then gets out and they're all blown up like this this other car um as uh is is kind of reversing away from them um so now he's really scared he knows that this is really real it's a big explosion it kills everyone instantly um, and he now has to go to extreme measures to cobble together the money for this person's demands um again uh really short movie it's about 90 minutes long uh moves really fast uh th- there is not a, an ounce of fat on this movie i don't think uh it's uh, really punchy really r- roars along um Cho U-jin is brilliant in this uh, no exaggeration he absolutely shines um, you often see him in the background or in supporting roles he'll be playing you know a detective uh, something like that um, but he could really be a lead in more stuff like this um, just start doing the the whole kind of um, you know late 40s early 50s uh, action movie thing that Liam Neeson and, and the like do uh, in Hollywood because uh, he, he nails it. So he's this banker who's uh, screwed people over in his job. Um, he inhabits the character of someone who is not that likeable, really, uh, in the world. When we see these people around, we don't like them, and for good reason. But when you're watching, you will still relate to his fear for his family's safety and why he reacts to the events of the film the way he does. Um, So I thought that was really clever. He's not relatable to a lot of us. Um, He's in an economic position that isn't sympathetic, um, but we do sympathise with his concern for his family. And that's kind of the main message of the film as well, is that family should come uh, before money, before business, before all these things. Um, Critics pointed out that uh, he's acting from the seat of a car throughout basically the entire movie but his facial expressions and his acting are doing so much work and uh, yeah, that's, that's a very good point um, he's, uh, he's basically got his head and his shoulders to work with and yet he leaves such an, an indelible impression uh, throughout this movie so I, I was so surprised at how much I loved this um, it a- absolutely um, blew my socks off um but uh clearly the the sort of sub 2 hour thriller blockbuster in south korea is is absolutely popping right now um we've had midnight uh recalled um hostage missing celebrity which i also saw recently and this is another slam dunk this is all from 2021 so uh let's uh, hope these continue rolling uh through 2022 as well so yeah watch 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 this is uh, really killer um, two very strong recommendations this episode. Uh, this I saw on iQiyi, uh, so you may be able to find that if you have access to iQiyi in, uh, in your country. Um, it's, uh, it's not on Netflix, unlike The Call. Meanwhile, you can follow this show on at kbotakpod, that's k-b-o-t-a-k-p-o-d on Twitter and Instagram. Um, retweets and shares are much appreciated. Best of all, if you like the show, please subscribe, leave a review, um, do the old uh, five stars on Apple and Spotify and and all the rest. Um, That would be really helpful and I'd love to be able to read out some reviews on the show. Thanks for listening. Cheers.